Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 126, and today we'll be talking about the new Crystal Gems. I'm the Pearl. And I'm the Lapis. So what was your overall impression of this episode, GZ? I thought it was fun, especially to see uh, Lapis and Peridot arguing over who gets to be the Garnet. <laughs> yeah, I like for me, it was at first a lot of secondhand embarrassment. I'm really sensitive to that stuff, so it was like, oh god, it was embarrassing. But then, you know, like, on the second and third watching, like, it was just fun. It was a nice watch. I don't know why people complain about the characters being so out of character this episode. Yeah, they seemed they seemed really themselves this time. Yeah. I mean, they were obviously trying to be other characters, but, like, it made sense in context for how they were doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, people were saying, yeah, how they, like, seemed completely off and then trying to justify it. And I'm like, I don't know. They seemed the same to me. They, they, they seemed like they were trying to be somebody else, and that was the problem. <laughs> yeah, I like how um, <laughs> Peridot just immediately wanted to be Garnet, just to show how much <laughs> she looks up to her. And then uh, I loved Lapis's interpretation of Garnet. There is only the, Garnet. The Garnet. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that, was that added like five years to the end of my life. That was so great. Uh, it, it was beautiful. I, I I did really enjoy this episode. Uh, I mean, obviously, I do enjoy stuff that gives us backstory and stuff. But we did get a, we did get a smidgen of that. It showed that, uh, contrary to some people who thought that there would be some big time skip, uh, that it only lasted two, maybe three days at the most. Yeah, it, it's unclear if there was a third day, if like they went home after wrecking the car wash, or I mean, it, it could very easily have just been one night. There, there might have been a second night, but but what did Lap? So were Lapis and Peridot just like chilling in Stephen's bathroom the whole time? <laughs> Don't know. I mean, they're they're not that far away from their home. They have the the work pad that really cuts down on their commute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I think Connie would have been weirded out enough by sleeping at Stephen's place by herself. So, you know, having Lapis and Peridot My there. question is, what the heck? Like, aren't Connie's parents super overprotective? Wouldn't she have been in school? Like, what's was this just so conveniently on the weekend? And Connie just booked it to Stephen's house. She's just like, I'm probably going to be there for a few days or months or, I don't know, maybe even Stephen will die. Who knows? You know, I mean, she she's always got a bright future ahead of her as a guardian of humanity. So if she has to drop out of school, it's no biggie. <laughs> and she wore Stephen's clothes. That was so cute. <laughs> I thought th- that was amazingly cute, actually. Very, very understated, but adorable all the same. Yes. I love how um Connie was told to wash the towels and restock the cereal, something like that. And Pearl and was so proud. She said she did. Yeah, and Pearl was so proud of her. So I have this feeling that maybe Pearl gave Connie, like, like home ec lessons as well as sword <laughs> training. Two very, very important skills. Uh, I mean, toweling off after battle is very serious business. Like, uh, classes Sophia. yeah, the classes they need to add to uh, the high school curriculum is home ec and sword fighting. <laughs> uh, but I, I loved Peridot's line. Pearl also likes soap. <laughs> yeah, I got that. That was great. Um, I like how we had Pumpkin. Pumpkin's confirmed gender yeah. to be girl. Well, that was precious. I mean, to be fair, Pumpkin really doesn't express male or female. So well, I mean, it's a Peridot assumes that everyone's a woman. So, but they saw Pumpkin as a gem. Yep, that was that was adorable. 
That was cute. I like how Pumpkin just pops out of the clothes hamper in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Peridot. This is our Pumpkin. That was adorable. <laughs> Peridot introduces herself, even though Connie already knows who she is. It's great. Yeah, I have this, like, comic idea for a cute thing with Pumpkin, but, like, the trick is actually finishing it and drawing it out, so who knows. Uh, and again, I, I mention every time an episode reminds me of Penguins of Madagascar. This one... Reminds me of an episode of Penguins of Madagascar where the lemurs are going on a mission where they're each taking on a, the role of one of the pumpkin or one the of the penguins, penguins actually. The huh. Pumpkins of Madagascar. I'd watch that show. I never watched. I never watched that episode. Like I used to watch Penguins of Madagascar because it was just what was on TV. And then the episode with the hornets where a stupidified private I ate soap. And then of course pumpkin ate soap as well. So two episodes for one. What I loved was um, the little imitation of the title theme with the gems running to the chiptune, Stephen theme, and Connie running up to the front. That was beautiful. I loved that. I... That was precious. So much cute in this episode. <laughs> yes, they were adorable. Although you want to talk about awesome. Peridot has been practicing. Yes. Oh my god. With the car, like she could barely lift. What was it? She could barely lift the little um, cage bar. Yeah, she had trouble lifting a can uh, back at the barn before they went to the beta kindergarten, but now she can lift like a ton of metal up in the air. Mm -hmm. It took her half an episode to dislodge that cage bar. <laughs> I mean, to be fair to Peridot, Jasper did jam it really hard into that dirt, so she's not just competing with the weight. She's, uh, she's competing with Jasper's brute strength there. I don't see it. I don't see it. She, like, I did like how accurate this episode was to, um, kid drama. Like, I remember, because I was the oldest kid in, like, this cul-de-sac of a bunch of other kids, so it was me and another kid that was almost my age that would all run all the games, and so we'd all make up pretend games where we'd pretend to be things, and then, like, there'd always be drama about who would get to play who, and this was, like, very accurate to that sentiment. <laughs> Because those games is like, no, I want to be this character. No, I want to be this character. Well, I'm better at this character because I'm this. And, like, it would get so intense. And it would, this would, like, end friendships and, you know, cause feuds. Oh, thankfully. Thankfully, Connie was able to finally get that Steven hat on. The hat? Um, it's a figure of speech. I don't follow. Um, basically, I'm saying Connie was finally able to start correctly acting like Steven. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I really like that bit where um where Connie acknowledged how hard it must be for Steven to play oh, the yeah. adult amongst a bunch of like thousand year old super powered children. <laughs> yes. Cause I feel that I feel like Steven has really been required to be so mature and responsible and that would just be so hard on him. Like he's fourteen. Fourteen year olds should be like cringy and obnoxious and emotionally immature and yeah writing really awful poetry and posting it on wherever kids post their awful poetry these days mm -hmm. and cosplaying at school and mm -hmm. oh i had a very cringy middle school so i feel like steven was denied that i feel like he should have been allowed to be as weird and immature as he wanted to be and he's required to be this you know mature adult at such a young age Look, all I want to see is Steven collecting rubber bands to make a giant rubber band ball for Amethyst. That's that's not so cringy. Is this a reference? No, I, I just remember we liked rubber band balls back in the day, so... 
Maybe Steven could have some of that. If you know, if he can't be cringy, at least he can have a rubber band ball. I remember I I used to have this rubber band ball, but that was so old. Like all the rubber bands had dried out. Aww. And if you touched it in a certain way, they would start to snap off. So like it was this just bomb you had to leave untouched on the the dresser, because if not, if you touched it, it would fall apart. Alas, poor rubber band ball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, en- I enjoyed when Peridot had her breakdown about, or, you know, she said, you know, what's been failing the team. Obviously, she was going to blame Connie and Lapis, but I like that Stephen would have, would have had a much more inspirational speech. Lapis, your lack of humor has been hurting our morale. And <laughs> Stephen would have cried. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. She didn't even cry. It's like, I'm nothing like Pearl. Pearl's uptight and sensitive. I'm leaving. How dare you think I'm like Pearl? <laughs> she should have broken into song, but I guess they oh didn't my have God. time, so I'll forgive them. But what what kind of got me was on that first car wash, when after Peridot lifted the car and Lapis was going to summon the water, her face and the music got, like, really unsettling. <laughs> like, do you know what I'm talking about? I thought it was really cool, but I, I was more hung up on the fact that Lapis's control of the water is so good that she can pass the water through fabric and then bring it all back out. No stragglers. Just as dry as when it went in. Wait, what are we talking about? What fabric? In in the in in the cars. Oh. Hmm. Like she didn't she didn't water damage the cars because the water didn't stay. It came right back out. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That face she made with like the malachite <laughs> music was mm mm that is only guarded that was i liked that face <laughs> and then on the next day where peridot was like crack some jokes and she sprays everyone with water and connie's like don't do that and then she sprays connie and when she's like hey. that was <laughs> that really stuck with me that was so good i don't know i thought it was weird that peridot even thought that they were losing the crowd because the crowd was clearly into lapis's routine <laughs> uh but I, I did enjoy this episode just it was very cute. I love Greg's new sign. Like, there's just something about it. Like, a giant yeah. robot Greg riding an undersized car. I can't put my finger on why I love it, but it is hilarious all the same. I don't know. I felt like it needed a little bit more color. Hmm. I mean, they could always paint it later, but I, I don't know. There's just something about leaving it as robot Greg in an undersized car. Hmm. It was hard to tell what was even going on in that sign. Like, was he washing it? Was he writing it? Who knows? I got the impression of him writing it, obviously. Hmm. There was this one point when, um, after Peridot and Lapis set down the, the sign, where Peridot sounded exactly like Ruby, and it caught me off guard. Hmm. I did not notice that. It did, like, when she was, like, her voice was all raspy and whispery like the Rubies are, and it was, I don't know. Hmm. Maybe they made it back to Earth after all. <laughs> And they shapeshifted themselves green. No, no, no. They painted themselves green. It's the tan from the yeah. earth sun. Yeah, yeah. Like, gee, Peridot, you, you know, you, you're a different color than I remember. Oh, you must be talking about my new tan. You know, from the from the earth sun that is a, uh, what was that word again? Clod. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Peridot has not stopped her use of the word clod. <laughs> Your Peridot impression is lousy too <laughs> Like I don't want that to ever end Like maybe you know Making the use of it a little less frequent Over time so it doesn't get old 
but I still I still want it to be her thing. So you, so you want her to use it forever because it is a catchphrase and it will never end. Memer than you. Is that a reference to something? That's stronger than you. Come on. I knew it'd be a little obscure if I if I didn't try to throw in the. Name is there a right. single reference you make that isn't obscure, GC? It's too stronger than you. It, I, the only way I could make a reference to a bigger song in the fandom is if I had referenced uh, "What's the use of feeling?" And even then, that's only because I have a particular uh, love of that song and how it characterizes the diamonds. You didn't even get my reference when I was talking about a fusion between blue and yellow diamond when I called them Blello Diamond. It's a reference to Malcolm in the Middle. I've never seen Malcolm in the Middle, so how would I know? How would I get that reference? Mm. That is an interesting question. Would they be green diamond? Would they be a different gem? I think the color green is used to uh, reference the whole the whole of Homeworld. Or possibly a fusion between all three of them. But blue and yellow makes... Well, no, because blue and yellow light combine differently than pigment. Hmm. It's very confusing. Hopefully we'll never have to see, because the diamonds are enormous monstrosities. They're like the size of Alexandrite by themselves. I know, like the behemoth of two of them, let alone three or four. That would be a very interesting development. Like, you know how they have the enormous doors on the zoo for the diamonds? And the smaller access hallways for the Famethyst. That'd be interesting if we were on Homeworld and we saw something, saw a door that towered even above the diamonds. That would be a tantalizing hint. How would they fit in their ships? That is a very good question. Also, um, blue and yellow light combined makes cyan. Hmm. So it'd be, I don't know, cyan diamond. Or, what, what's, what's like a fancy word for cyan? Um, that's, that's just its word. No, but, like, there's other shades of cyan that have fancy names. Oh. I don't know. I've always been a fan of the of just cyan, so I've never looked into any of its... I mean, sky blue diamond? Mm-hmm. Robin's egg diamond! Yeah, diamonds can come in, um... What was, what was it saying? It would, they come in gray, white, blue, yellow, orange, red, green, pink, and then purple, brown, and black. So, so I guess we were... When people were talking about, you know, they were wondering what this episode would be, uh, there were some people wondering if Jeff would make an appearance, and I kind of thought it would be funny, at least for fan art purposes, if Connie drafted him to be the, the to replace Steven and have him say something, you know, naive and adorable. Who is Jeff? Uh, the kid who she, like, judo oh, flipped. Oh, him. Huh. So we still haven't gotten to see him in the flesh yet. We've only ever seen that picture of him. Huh. Well, we saw the picture and then the flashback. So, you know, people people were at least wondering about, uh, you know, trying to literally be the Crystal Gems. Uh, even back then. Although it was Connie who got drafted to be the naive, adorable one. Hmm. I like Connie. I like how she she, she takes nothing. She rose to the challenge. Mm-hmm. She rose. Ha ha. Unintentional pun. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, at least it was unintentional, right? Uh, you could have left it there. I don't really have anything more to say about this episode. I thought it was cute. Next week, uh, next week we have uh, probably a decidedly less cute episode. I haven't been looking at the titles or synopsis. What do we, what do we have next week? 
uh, where we're talking about Stephen going into Rose's room and starting asking some questions. Oh, oh, oh. What's what's the title? Uh, Storm in the Room, I believe. Oh, God. Storm in the Room. Stephen goes into his room in the temple to look for answers. Oh, God. I wish I hadn't have read that. Yeah, like, that's... That doesn't sound like a cute, fun little episode to me. <laughs> this sounds like, uh... This sounds like a no-such-thing-as-a-good-war-kiddo kind of an episode. This sounds like my dream come true. Lore. Answers. Finally, like, we've been going, you know, Stephen's gonna go into that room one day and ask to see the war. Poor boy's gonna come out traumatized. Mm. As if he isn't already. That one part in, um, the zoo where he's like, I know what hurt is! <laughs> oh, from the mouths of babes who have seen too much. <laughs> uh, it would have been funny if uh, he, he kind of had a downcast look. I, I, yeah, I, I know what hurt is. <laughs> But no, the just, edits where it's just, like crawling just, just so in happy. my skin. I loved it. <laughs> oh, somebody did that? Yes. I think oh, there's boy. this person who does like compilation of all the Steven Universe vines. And it's good. Okay. Uh, but so that'll be a that that'll be a very interesting episode. That will Again, be all. Yeah. Do not miss it on Friday at seven o'clock Eastern time again. That's the that's the new time for Steven premieres now. And uh, we'll be talking about it on Monday, a week from today. Uh, until then, I'm DC13. And I'm Sophia. Leave us a review on iTunes. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>